Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Pastor Derek Dunn, Senior Pastor of City Harvest Church in Orange County. To find out more about City Harvest or Pastor Derek, please visit chcus.org or derekdunn.org. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at chcus and at cyberderek. Be able to share the word with you again this morning, and I always count that as a privilege um, to bring the word of God. And you know, sometimes as we're going through things, I'm always thinking, I have so much to share. What can I share? Because we only have 52 weeks in a year, and uh, that's not a, a lot of time. 52 Sundays to to change a person's life, 52 weeks to impart, and uh, there's so many things to impart. But uh, I just felt the Lord put on my heart to to share this message, and I shared it many many years ago. I think in the first year of the church, um, but about making changes in our lives. And uh, because that's really the thing that we as Christians are desiring to do. You know, we, we talked last week about the fire of God, having the passion of God in our life. Wasn't it a, a powerful service last week? If you weren't around, listen to the podcast or go online. It's really a message for our church about God wanting to burn out of us the things that need to come out. And God wants to burn in us and he wants to burn through us. And so the Bible said, uh, Jesus they, uh, said the Holy Spirit would come. John the Baptist says that the, there's one that will come that will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Someone say fire. fire. But, you know, many things in life are not just about the, the, the spiritual side. And sometimes, you know, Christians, we can be so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good. And uh, we can super spiritualize everything um, to where, you know, we, we don't take responsibility for the part we play in partnership with God. And the, our walk with God is, is a partnership. We're, the Holy Spirit, we're, he's a co-laborer with us. He's our senior partner, but we have a part to play. And uh, sometimes, you know, we can come to God and we think, you know, we just wave a magic wand and we come and say, I, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And then all of a sudden, everything changes, everything's perfect, and we're just automatically transformed just to be like Jesus. But anyone who's been saved very long, you realize that's not the, 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 that's not the truth. What's the difference? Now God is beginning to work in our lives. And God can do a sovereign thing. God can do anything. I've seen people break free of addictions. I've seen, you know, major transformation when someone comes to the Lord. And I'm not uh, limiting God. But yet I've seen as I've been walking with God for, for many years, as I've been in ministry for almost 28 years, I realize that in walking and helping people that we have a part to play. That, that there, God is not a respecter of persons. But what does he say? Whosoever wills. That means whosoever decides to follow me, to keep my commandments, to walk in my ways, they're going to have the same results. And so God is not a respecter of persons, but we have a responsibility. We have a part to play. And so, so many times as Christians, we can get a little bit discouraged. We say, God, when is my financial breakthrough coming? God, when am I going to overcome this bad temper? God, when am I going to be a bit more patient because I, I find it so difficult? I'm such an impatient person. Oh, I got real quiet here this morning. And so we all have these issues and things and, and flaws in our life where we see could be a contradiction to the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that fruit is grown. Come on, how many of you know you don't just go out and put an apple seed in and go out the next day and pick an apple and eat it for breakfast? There's a process of time. There's a process of, of uh, it needs nutrients. It needs water. It needs light. It needs to have the, the nutrients from the ground to cause it to come by and cause it to come forth. And the same thing is true. That's why it's called the fruit of the Spirit. Gifts are instant. God can give us a gift. And you have a gift of prophecy, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And we love that part. But sometimes we can hide behind our gifts, which is another message. 
rather than growing our fruit and becoming more and more like Jesus. So how do we do that? How many want to become more and more like Jesus? Amen? Amen. Me included. We need to understand the process that goes on so we're not discouraged, we're not frustrated, and we don't give up. Amen. So many people, they, they backslide, not because they didn't love God, but because they're frustrated that they just see that it doesn't seem to be working in their lives. Or they don't see the transformation that they want to see in their lives. Amen. All of us have habits. Some are good, some are bad. All of us have hang-ups. All of us have things that we're dealing with, things that we're struggling with. Can you say amen? amen. I'm preaching to the right people this morning. Amen. You know, some of us, maybe we, we have difficulties getting up early in the morning. We really struggled this morning. But praise God, at least you made it. So as we, maybe we got up this morning, but we had a, a temper issue and we quarreled in the car. And, you know, I'm not looking this morning, but, you know, we're sitting on one row and our wife's sitting on another row this morning. I don't know, you know. <laughs> we, we, things happen. Sometimes the kids and, and all these things go on and it causes us to react. The pressures of life come upon our lives. And sometimes we feel frustrated. Why is things not changing? Why are things not happening in our lives? Romans 7 verse 15 tells us, Paul says this, he says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. How many can identify with that? Amen? He goes on and he says, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I feel I can't. Come on, this is the Apostle Paul. One of the most spiritual men that walked on the face of the earth. One of the greatest apostles, in my opinion, who wrote the majority of the New Testament. And he's saying that he ends up doing the things he doesn't want to do. He wants to do the right things, but he feels that he can't. But thank God he doesn't stop there. <laughs> there's always a I, God identifying with where we're at, but there's always... Uh, an answer. There's always uh, hope. There's always a, a way out in Christ. Can you say amen? amen. He says, I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. Your word is a light unto our path. It's a mirror in our lives. It brings forth faith, brings forth encouragement. It, it cuts down to the deepest part of our lives, God, to bring forth transformation in our lives. So let us have ears to hear, let us have eyes to see. God, we put aside every physical tiredness. We put aside every distraction. God, we set our heart upon you this morning. And God, we receive your word and all that you want to speak. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. So here we see this, that that. Paul struggled with that. Things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I end up still doing it sometimes. Are you here? So what's the answer? Paul began to talk to us about how we can have transformation in our life. What is transformation? Becoming more like Jesus. Allowing God to work in our lives to, to bring about that Christ-likeness in us. And that should be our desire. Like Paul, Philippians 3, we, we're pressing on towards the high call of God. Amen. There's no condemnation. Come on, we're not there yet. We're, we're righteous this morning, even if we've got uh, imperfect things in our lives. But yet we don't want to just be accepted in God. We want to become more like Him. We don't want to just know we got our ticket to heaven. But we want to see Christ formed in us. Because we're in love with Jesus, we want to become more and more like Him. Amen? So Paul gives us the key to transformation. He says the key to transformation has to do with what's between these two ears. Come on, it's not another altar call. Yeah. 
It's not just someone praying for us, even though that's great and God encourages us. But come on, how many know the anointing leaks? You can be high in God and you wake up the next morning and all the thoughts start bombarding you again. It's a new day. There's a fresh anointing. We need to, we need to get into God. But yet God broke the power of sin. He broke the, the power of being under the dominion of sin over our lives. But he wants to begin to bring forth that transformation in us. But we've got to yield to it. And the main area we need to yield to him in is in our, in our, our mind. Why? Because some of us come sometimes, me include, we have some stinking thinking. Maybe because of the way we grew up. Maybe because of relationships. Maybe because of failures. Come on, it begins to condition the way we think. It begins to form a belief system in us. And the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So we don't think, we don't believe, we can't have faith. Because what is faith? Believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth, but we don't believe it in our heart, we're not going to confess it. You've heard me say this before, how do you know what we really believe, what comes out of our mouth? Amen? So we need to change our belief system, we need to be transformed. And Paul tells us in Romans 12 verse 1, he says, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God. What does that speak of? It speaks of surrender. Someone say surrender. Be dedicated to his service. What does that mean? He's Lord of our lives. We want to live a life that's pleasing to him. And I believe that's us this morning as we're here in this place. Amen? But it says, and let God transform you inwardly by imparting his anointing into you, giving you his gifts and his abilities. Come on. Let Let God transform you by someone laying hands on you. Come on, if you could just get Benny Hinn to lay hand on you. Come on, just get Reinhard Bonnke. You know, just get the man of God to pray for you. Everything will be all right. Is that what it says? How are you transformed inwardly? By a complete change of your mind. Turn your neighbor and say, you got a neighbor and say, you got to change your mind. What is repentance? A change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of action. If our heart doesn't change, our mind's not going to change and our actions aren't going to change. But at the same time, we can have a change of heart. But if we don't change our thinking, the Bible says the traditions of men or the wrong way of thinking causes the word of God to be of no effect or has to to bring it into powerlessness. Jesus could do no mighty works when he went into cities. Why? Because of their lack of faith. Because of their belief system. And so we need to be transformed. The word transformation there is a word metamorphosis. To be metamorphosed, to change. It's like a, like a you know, you, you see a caterpillar being tra- metamorphosed into a butterfly. Amen? And God wants to do that process. And I'm like, to be transformed is to have a change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of action. And this morning we want to focus on the change of mind. We're probably not going to get through it all today. We'll continue next weekend. Amen? So we've got to submit to change. How many of you have areas in your life you want to change? Come on. How many of you have habits you want to break? How many of you want to bring about some new habits in your life? You know, and and this is a good time for this message because we've all had our New Year's resolutions. Some of us have torn them up and shredded them and thrown them away already because we just, we've been trying for three months and it's not working. Oh, it got real quiet here this morning. Did we get to the gym? Did we, are we eating healthy? Are we, are we doing our devotions? Come on. But come on, today we can start afresh. Today we can do it right. It's not about just setting a New Year's resolution. 90% of people don't even complete their New Year's resolution, statistics tell us. Why? Because they have a heart in the beginning of the year, but they don't have a change of mind. They don't change their habits. 
and therefore they're not able to accomplish those things. Amen? It's not about setting goals. How many of you got goals? I got pages of gold. I got vision boards. I got, I mean, I got the whole thing. It's in color. But that's not the only thing. It's important to have a vision because we want to know where we're heading. But if we don't have the right habits to get there, it's not going to happen. Well, I want to be, you know, I want to play in the NBA when you were 12 years old. What did you put in the work? How many times did you pick up that basketball? Are you here? It's not about having a goal. It's about having a change of mind and a change of action, about having habits. Amen? So today we're going to talk about our character defects. We're going to talk about how to get rid of them. How do we cooperate with God to change our habits, to change our life, amen, and get rid of the hang-ups in your life? How many of you are ready to let go of some hang-ups, amen? Amen. Now, let's talk about where do our character defects come from? We need to understand why are we the way that we are? And, you know, sometimes we just blame the devil. What's the devil? The devil made me do it. I couldn't help it. It's the devil. We got to understand the devil is involved many times in our life, but the power of the enemy is broken over our life if we're in Christ, right? Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. But we got to understand what, what determines why we have the habits we have, why we do things, why we live the way we live. Well, the first thing is our chromosomes. What are our chromosomes? What we inherited. And science tells us there are 23,000 chromosomes we get from our father and 23,000 chromosomes we get from our mama. And those form our DNA. They form our genetic makeup. Are you here? So our chromosomes, we got some good things from our parents, but we got some things that we don't always like. Sometimes we say, I wish I got mama's nose and not daddy's nose. Come on. I wish I had mama's eyes instead of daddy's eyes. We can we can help we like certain things we don't like certain things but not only that physically we also get emotional things from from our parents and you can see certain people you know your, your, your grandma turns to the daughter and said I knew you were going to get a girl just like you some fiery little girl come on because you were that way with me and come on it's in your blood amen the Marshall girls man they got some South African blood African blood in there amen you know they're fireballs you know. It's, it's a good thing, but it comes. And where did this thing come from? We have the same environment. They all went to the same school. They were all in the same environment, but yet some kids have just certain characteristics about them. Why? It's in their DNA. But there are negative things that are in our DNA. Sometimes we can have predispositions towards sin. And we see generational curses that come in, and they come in, even diseases, doctors will tell us, they come through the DNA sometimes. Amen? And we need to pray. We can come against that, and we're not limited. We want to move in the supernatural, but we need to acknowledge it. Are you here? Amen? You may have a tendency to be lazy because guess what? You came up in a home that was lazy. You may have a tendency towards certain addictions. You know, we talk about alcoholism. Many times it comes in the family because there's a tendency towards it. That, that, that's in our family. We don't know why. It's just there. Are you here? Well, this has to do with the chromosomes. In our genetics, we are inclined to certain things because of what we have inherited. But we shouldn't limit it ourselves. We shouldn't allow it and just say, well, that's just the way I am because my dad was that way. I have no choice. Come on. We in Christ have choice. He broke the power of sin and death. He broke the curse of sin and death over our life. So come on. We can start. We can say, yeah, it used to be my genes, but now it's starting a new generation path from this day forward. Come on with me. Come on. You believe that? Give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Our chromosomes. Secondly, our circumstances. What does this speak of? Our nurture. 
the way we were raised. We develop certain habits. We develop certain ways of relating. Why? Because we grew up in a home like that. Come on. Maybe you grew up in a home where everybody ate potato chips and chocolate every night. Well, guess what? That becomes a habit. Snacking becomes a habit because you snacked. Amen? Are you here? And so healthy eating or unhealthy eating, they're positive habits. They're negative habits that can come uh, through us. Maybe, you know, we grew up in a home where there was a lot of hurt and a lot of rejection. Well, we can begin to learn how to survive and learn how to deal with rejection also. And we can have a victim mindset because we grew up seeing that. We grew up not believing that we could make it. We just need to survive. And if somebody has something we need, we just take it. And I've traveled around the world. There's whole cultures that are that way. Because of the nurture, because of their environment. Even sometimes because we tried to meet our needs, we wanted our needs to be met, and they weren't met. So we got into unhealthy patterns, unhealthy behavior that's there. So we wanted to get attention, but we didn't, weren't able to get attention. So we realized when we act out, we get attention. So what happens? We can be a 30-year-old woman, but we act out to try to get a man's attention. Or as a man, we act out, you know. To get someone's attention. Maybe we had a, a legitimate desire for love, but we didn't get that. So what do we do? We turn towards cheap sex. Come, we turn towards trying to get emotional closeness through negative patterns, negative things. We were conditioned that this is the way we have to be in order to get our needs met. Are you here? Amen? And then thirdly, it's our choices. Come on, turn your name and say, you got choices. If you choose to do something long enough, what happens? It becomes a habit. Come on, if you choose to do something long enough, it becomes a habit. And, you know, we're told that psychologists will tell us you have to do something consistently for at least 21 days for it to become a habit. All right? So, so if you want something to stick, you got to do it for uh, 21 days at least before it becomes a habit. But after we keep doing something, it can become a habit. We have good habits. We have negative habits that are there. Are you here? Some of us, we want to change some habits. How many of you want to change some habits this morning? Amen? We want to change the way that we're thinking, the way we're environment, we're not stuck in Christ. But we need to understand why we are the way we are. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And in those three things, the devil is not there, even though he's involved. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So we can't just blame. I can't help it. We, we can't help where we come from, but we can help where we're going. Yeah. Are you here? Amen. Jesus started out in a manger. But come on, now he's seated in the heavenly places. Amen? Yeah. And he said he's raised us up to sit together with him. God wants to bring transformation in our life. Why is it hard to change the defects in our life? We've tried. It's not that we don't know sometimes, even when we try to hide them. But why is it so hard? Number one, because we've had them so long. We get conditioned. We get used to just surviving in, 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 with our handicaps, surviving with the areas we're challenged, surviving with the negative patterns. It took years to develop them sometimes. And they're not going to change overnight. Amen? If we've lived a life of self-defeat, we're going to have to change our thinking. And that's why you can put someone who's lived in poverty and put them in a palace. And before long, the windows will be broken and the palace will come down to their level of thinking. And we've seen that to be true. Are you here? And I'm not going to go there too much. But it's like, it's like an old pair of shoes. They're probably not the best shoes to run in, but they're comfortable. Even though they got a hole in them. Even though maybe the sole's flapping a little bit. But they're comfortable. They're not the best, but they're comfortable. And I mean, you know, getting, putting on some new shoes, even though they're great, 
you got to break them in. Sometimes they're not so comfortable at first. Are you here? Amen. But we want to run. we got to get rid of the old shoes. Amen. So we've got to understand that sometimes we've just had things. We've dealt with things for so long. It's hard to change, but it's not impossible. Tell your neighbor it's not impossible. Number two, why, why is it hard to change? Number two, because of a wrong identity. We've confused our identity with our behavior. And you need to understand, in Christ, just because you sin doesn't make you a sinner. What? Because the Bible says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus who are walking after the Spirit and not desiring or walking after seeking a lifestyle of sin. Do you fall into sin? Have you, if I asked you this week, have you messed up? We can all raise our hands. Come on, maybe it was in traffic. <laughs> you know, maybe you're rushing, you were broke the speed limit. I repent, Lord. I did it many times this week. I'm sorry. Your pastor's not perfect. Come on. All of us got stuff that we're working on, but does that disqualify us? No. Because when God looks at us, he sees Christ. We're washed with the blood of Jesus. But don't get your identity in a behavior. We need to put our identity in Christ. Amen? Amen? We say, sometimes we can say, well, that's just the way that I am. I'm always late. So you just got to understand, that's the way I am. I just can't help it. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Well, I can't help it. I just have a temper, so I'm an abusive person. I, I just can't help it. Yes, you can. I'm just impatient, and everybody gets on my nerves. I just can't change. I've always been impatient. Yes, you can change. Are you here? There's temptation. There's behavior that's there. You know, sometimes we think, well, I'm just defeated. You know, we look at our lack of success, and so we, we identify with being a failure. We lose hope. We're just going through life, but never thinking we can get ahead. Why? Because we've been in that behavior for so long, we begin to identify with it. That's just the way that I'm like, well, if I just had this person's family, if I just had their inheritance, if I just had this education, if I had this, I had this, I would be okay. Because I don't, I begin to identify with a negative identity. Are you here this morning? So we need to change that identity. How do we know what we identify? If I ask you this morning and just say it in your mind, it's just like me to be... Fill in the blank. It's just like me to be. A workaholic. Overweight. Unhealthy. Passive. Letting people run over me. Fearful. Having a temper problem. It's just like me. Don't put your identity in those things. We got to renew our mind. Because if we keep thinking that. We're going to continue in the behavior that will determine the results. Are you here? That that causes us to keep thinking that. But if we change our thinking, if we can identify with Christ, and we learn to renew our mind, come on, all those things are just in the past. They're stepping stones towards something greater. Are you here? They're part of our testimony of I once was, but now I'm... I once was lost. I once was needy. I once was, you know, a, a fornicator. I once was an alcoholic. I once was, you know, a, but we, we don't have to identify with that. And I love, you know, many of the AA programs and all of that. But for the rest of your life, you sit there and say, I'm an alcoholic. And I understand there should be a thing. Maybe I, I don't drink because I have a tendency to excess in that. And there's something in my chemical DNA. But come on, when I stand up, I don't say I'm an alcoholic. I say I'm a Christian. 
I'm a little Christ. Come on. I identify with Christ, not my behavior, but in who I am in Christ. Can you say amen? Our identity is not in being a minority. Come on. Our identity is in being Christ. So it doesn't matter whether I'm white or yellow or pink or polka dot. I'm not limited. I'm, I'm, an Amer- I'm, 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 a, I'm a child of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. That's my first identity. Everything else comes second. Come on. And you can like your burrito or you like your rice or you can like your, your you know, whatever spicy food or whatever it is you like. That's secondary. That's not my identity. My identity, come on, is in Christ. You believe that? Give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Don't say, well, I always, you know, sometimes Susan and I would talk and I would say, you always do that. And she'd say, not always. You know, what do you mean always? And I, well, like, you did it. They said, well, that's three times. That's not always, you know. Why? Because you got to be careful you don't put an identity on someone. You know, you're always this, you're always that. No wonder you have a problem in your marriage because you label your wife something. You don't want to go home because you're, you already labeled. That's the identity. You go home and she's a nagger. Come on. Or, or what? He's lazy. Only wants to sit on the couch and doesn't want to do anything I ask him to do. My, the honey-do list is five pages long already. I stopped putting stuff on it. You always this. You all, don't always know. Your identity is in Christ, not in that behavior. We need to enforce the positive behavior and not label people. Don't be labeled a minority. Don't be labeled in your education. Don't be labeled in your race. Don't be labeled in your, in your sex. Are you here? Know your identity, but don't be limited to those things. No matter if you're a man or a woman or what, what your age is. Come on. In Christ, all things are possible to him who what? Believes. Come on. Amen? Well, I always get nervous when I get on an airplane. No wonder. Come on. I always get nervous when I get into a car. I always get nervous when I'm up, up high. Stop saying always. Of course, if you keep having that identity, come on. Every time you're on the way to the airport, you're going to be freaking out. Every time you get in a car, you're going to be freaking out. Are you here? Don't have that identity. Begin to put your identity in, in God, not in a fear or in a phobia. Are you here? Number three, why is it hard? Because of the consequences. Because of the consequences. Someone said this, nothing happens until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change. Nothing changes until the pain of remaining the same outweighs the pain of change. We don't like to change. Oh, real quiet. One yes. Only one person's truthful this morning. Come on. Come on. We, we like and there's nothing wrong with systems. There's nothing wrong with doing kind of the same thing. There's nothing wrong with certain patterns. But we don't like when something new comes because it's that fear of the unknown. And what happens when we're in our comfort zone, it's comfortable. Are you here? Sometimes we get in the place, we don't even want to try new things because we're not sure. It might not be as good as what we got. But if we want to grow, the only constant in life is change. If you want to grow, you got to Change, but the pain of staying the same cannot be has to, it has to be greater than the pain of change, or we won't change. Right? As long as we're comfortable where we're at, we won't want to change. So sometimes, what happens? We got to understand that the defect in our life sometimes has a payoff. What happens when we get angry? What happens? We put fear in people, and it enables us to control. 
enables us to, to manipulate. So even though we know anger is wrong, we like the fact that we can get what we want when we raise our voice. For instance, a mother tells her kids, Ethan, Aaron, Erica, come down for dinner. And they don't come down. So what does she do? She brings it up 10 octaves. Ethan, Erica, Aaron, come down for dinner. And you hear the little feet. So what happened? She learns that if I raise my voice, I get them to do what I want them to do. Come on. So we start doing that at work. We start doing that with our husband. Oh, come on. It's, it's, the husband could be the same. Come on. My voice is louder than hers. I do the same thing, right? We raise our, so we think, even though that's not the right behavior, but we can get what we want. It works for us. Are you here? There's people sometimes, even in healing, I've had people pray, and they don't really want to get healed because they cope okay, and they have like five people around who help them and do everything for them. Are you here? You know, there's people that are on welfare, and they don't really want to get off welfare because of the, the, the uncomfortableness of having to work and having to hustle again. Are you here? And so what, we get a mind, mentality of just surviving. Yeah. You know, I met homeless people. And, and, they're home, and you know, you want to help them. And we've gone to, we've done witnessing. And I know it's, it's very sensitive. And, and like, hey, let's get you a shower. Let's try to get you a job. And they don't want it. Yeah. Why? Because they got food. They got a warm blanket. They got, and they got, don't have the stress of that life. So it's easier to stay where I'm at, even though that's not God's best for me, because it's comfortable and I'm still surviving versus thriving. Yeah. Are you here? Amen? Yeah. So because of the consequences, sometimes we stick in a negative behavior, even though it's self-destructive, because there is a payoff. So we need to change. What, what do we do? We involved in, in sexual sin. Why? Because it feels good for a moment. But it brings destruction to our family. It brings destruction. But there is a payoff. Come on. If sin wasn't glamorous, nobody would sin. Hello. The first time someone abused substance, it felt great. Until they came down. Are you here? Then they developed a lifestyle. Then they needed more. And then they started stealing money to, to get that feeling. But when they were there at the party, it didn't feel that way. Are you here? Can we be real this morning in the house of God? Amen. The wages of sin is death. That means what sin pays is death. But it looks glamorous. It looks great. It looks awesome at first because there's this deception that's there. Satan comes as an angel of light. Amen? So we need to understand. We need to get rid. And we got to understand that the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of making that change. Because it's hard to change. We've been stuck in a certain pattern for so long. And it's easy to just keep going. Come on. Come on, when you've not been to the gym for a while, that first time you go, it's not easy. You go to the gym and you want to stay away from the third floor because that's where the weights are. <laughs> Let's go to the first floor because that's where the jacuzzi is. <laughs> are you here? Amen or Omi, I say Omi too. Come on. I've been to the gym before and didn't burn any calories. Come on. Or you go to the gym and what do you do? You just walk around and talk to people. Stand by the machine and text. Oh, my time's up. All you did is text. You were in there, but you didn't, your behavior didn't change. Because it's painful. 
Come on, there's resistance. But come on, as you do it, it gets easier because you start reaping the benefits. You start seeing progress. Are you here this morning? Amen. Number four, the fourth reason why it's hard to change is because Satan does discourage us. Come on, there's a devil out there who tries to kill, tries to steal, and tries to destroy. If we want to get rid of a habit, we've got to, to, to understand that the devil is trying to keep us in bondage. But he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen? What happens when you start wanting to make a change? Satan says, who do you think you are? Come on, you're uneducated. What? You're, you're disqualified. You're never going to have a great marriage. Don't you know? I know what you've done. I know what happened in Las Vegas. <sighs> Come on. And he tries to remind us, to discourage us, to keep us in our identity, in our failure, our mistake, our addiction. You fill in the blanks. He's very good at that. He has no power, but if we give him power in our thinking... We come in agreement with his thoughts, then what happens? Those thoughts now become a stronghold. That's why the Bible says, pull down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity to what God has said. If not, we'll be limited and we'll always say, I can't, I can't, I can't. Are you here? Amen? He's always saying negative thoughts to us. He's always trying to get us to be in self-destructive behavior because we're made in the image of God. And he wants to kill the potential that's in us. But the Bible says he's a liar. Tell your neighbor he's a liar. Come on. The devil's a liar. And the Bible says that if we know the truth, the truth will set us free. Come on. That's why we're here. Hopefully we can get some truth this morning. What's going to make us have a great 2019? It's not that we just put some things down on a list or set some goals. It's that we allow God to start renewing our mind. Amen. So I'm going to give you seven patterns or seven principles, steps to help you to have victory and renew your mind. We're going to just look at three of them this morning. So don't get nervous. We're going to get you to lunch. All right. How do I cooperate with God's change process in my life? How many want to change? How many want to be more like Christ? How many want to break habits? This is going to help you this morning. And I'm, I'm helping myself too. Amen. Romans 12 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we need to understand that our thoughts, our thinking, our mind are like the autopilot in our life. Next slide, guys. When you have an autopilot, what is an autopilot? You have it on a plane or you have it on a boat. And what happens? You turn the wheel or you set the plane in a direction and you hit autopilot and it will stay on that course. You're set on that course. Our thinking is the autopilot. So what happens? Sometimes we come to church and pastor's preaching at you or Pastor Susan or Pastor Troy or, or whoever it is that's here preaching at you and you're on autopilot. And what happens? You start turning towards the word of God. Come on. But then what happens? You're trying, in there, but something's pulling you this way because you got your autopilot. You got your thinking. And guess what happens? Monday, you're starting to go like this, and you're trying to stay here. And you get tired and get up. And what do you do? Go right back into normal mode, cruising mode, back to the autopilot of your thinking and where your life is set upon. I know people that are like, they, they for four months, they're, they're, you start seeing change. But it doesn't get in their life. It doesn't change because their thinking didn't change. They just tried to change their behavior. And if our thinking doesn't change, we can't change a person's behavior. The gospel is not trying to get people just to behavioral change. That was the Ten Commandments. In the Old Testament, we couldn't do it. 
The law was to show us we can't do it. The Bible says don't covet, but I like that Lamborghini. It's red. <laughs> Come on. Don't covet, but she's so pretty. Even though she has a ring on her finger, it's okay. Come on, say amen, homie. I know we're talking about some friends that stayed home this morning, but come on. No. That's how we are. It, we, we know just, just one little bite, just one taste of the apple. It's so enticing to behold. Are you here? That's our flesh. It, it, we can't just change behavior. We have to change our thinking. We have to change our, our habits. So we don't want to do something to break a habit. Have you ever realized, you know, when I'm doing a diet and I cut out carbs for the first, like, three or four days, it's tough. But after a while, I have no craving for it. You, you get it out of your system. But then, come on, you went to that restaurant and they had that piece of bread that was dripping with butter. And you're like, I'll just have one. And you had one and a half. You ate two. And you felt guilty and you stopped. And guess what? The next morning, you're thinking of pancakes. For lunch, you're thinking of noodles. Come on, for, for dinner, come on, I, wanna, I want something, I want a hamburger with a nice bun on it. You start craving carbs. Oh, come on, I'm just talking to myself this morning. Are you here? So we've got to change the habits. We've got to renew our mind. We've got to change the autopilot. If you want to be healthy, what do you need to do? Get the junk food out of your house. Don't keep it in the pantry. Well, I'm just going to have it there, but I'm not going to eat it. Yes, you will. Are you here? You got to change your habit. Got to train. Don't go to the grocery store and shop when you're hungry. Guilty. You buy all that stuff you don't need because you're craving it. Are you here? And I can stay on that because I'm a foodie. All right. What happened? It's the negative thoughts that, that are there. Someone said this. They said, you need to learn how to select your thoughts just the way you select your clothes every day. This is a power you can cultivate. If you want to control the things in your life so bad, work on the mind. That's the only thing you should be trying to control. Just as you pick your clothes in the morning. Come on. If I'm going to wear something, I want to look sharp. I pick, I pick my thoughts in the morning. The first 15 minutes you wake up are so important. You know, and people in the secular world, they call it motivations. For me, I call it confession. Confessing the word of God. Confessing what God is saying. Today's going to be a great day. Today is a day of victory. That's why prayer, that's why, start confessing, changing. Because I don't feel like working. I feel like having a Ferris Bueller's day off. Come on. I dated myself there, but take a day off. Just enjoy. You know? Sometimes we can't do that because 8.30 we got to clock in and we get fired. But when you're an entrepreneur, come on, you're your own boss. But we need to learn to fire ourselves too. Come on. You're fired today. Tomorrow you better get your job back. Come on. Because you're not having consistent. Because doing those. But set your mind so the things you don't want to do, you're able to do. Because you have the right mindset. And our first 15 minutes of our day are so important. Don't wake up. Oh, my God. It's Tuesday. Oh, Monday. Oh. You know, Friday's coming. Thank God it's Friday. Don't live your life for Friday. Blow your week. Praise God it's Monday. It's time to occupy and conquer. Come on. It's time to work hard. It's time to, to progress. It's time to, 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 to go out and take the spoils that God has prepared for me so I can enjoy the weekend. Come on, don't take a weekend off if you ain't done no work all week. 
Or you, you, Monday you did it, you know, went in, did all your prospecting, you know, did your job, did a phenomenal job. Like, woohoo, I, I did more than enough this week. So the next day you, you, you take a personal day. You're no longer ahead. You just lost ground. Are you here? Well, I need a reward. I deserve it. <laughs> Are we here? Amen. Renew our mind. If you want to change your life, you've got to change the way you think. And the Bible says that our thoughts determine our feelings. And our feelings determine our actions. Do you know happiness is a choice? Determine to be happy. Put a smile on your face and look at somebody. Say, I'm going to be happy today. Come on, tell me. CT. CT, I'm going to be happy today. Come on. I'm going to be happy today. doesn't matter what's happening. doesn't matter if it's raining I'm going to be happy. Come on. Make a decision. What happened? Your feelings start changing towards your thinking. If you put your will and your thoughts in line with the spirit of God, your life will change. But if you put your thoughts and your will in line with something negative, your emotions will come in line with that. We got to change. And I understand people get stuck in depression. They get stuck in anxiety. Why? Because of thinking. Because of the wrong thinking, then it, it determines our emotion. Our heart starts beating. It's a, there's, no, there's no boogeyman in the closet. Come on. It's not happening. You don't, well, the world's a different. Nobody's out there. You know, most people are pretty good people out there. Come on. But you, you look at every man, oh, all he wants to do is take advantage of me. How are you ever going to have a relationship? Got a wrong thing. The guy's got no chance. Even a good Christian guy, you know, who's a disciple, who, who's in City Harvest Church, he's got no chance because you're. Because <laughs> you're thinking, your emotion. And so what happened? You finally went on a date, and after the second date, so what's your intentions? He's like, whoa, come on, can we have dessert first, you know? You scare him off because you're so afraid he's going to break your heart. Men are the same. All she wants is my money. My daddy told me all women want is your money. So, you know, are you paying her? I'm like, can we go Dutch? I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, we, we got to understand we've got to change our thing. We've got to be transformed. We've got to change the autopilot. Or we can come and have the best preaching, best preaching. We try, but we go right back to our autopilot. We make, might make some ground, but what are we? We're double-minded. We're unstable because we never change our thinking. Our mind is not renewed. Even though we get ahead, the first time we come against a roadblock, we give up. So we think, here it goes again. This is just who I'm going to be. I've tried, but I just can't do it. But doesn't the Bible say we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us? Come on. How do we change our mind? Number one, focus on changing one defect at a time. Come on, we got, I can have a list of things that I need to improve on in my life. I'm sure you got your list. It can be overwhelming so we never even start. It's too much work. Are you here? Proverbs 17 verse 24 says, An intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off in many directions. Don't start out with everything. That's why people don't, you know, they're trying to get healthy. So what they try to do, they try to go on this crazy diet, you know. 
Or even, you know, we, our, our prayer and fasting, 21 days, prayer and prayer. I'm going to do nothing but water. And I've never fasted a day in my life. That's going to be hard. I'm not saying you can't do it, but it's like, it'll be hard. You're not going to enjoy it's tough. Come Start developing some discipline first. You don't go in and bench your body weight the first time you go to the gym. Come on. You, you got to build up to that. You got to build capacity. You got to build. Are you here? Some of us think, I've got 30 things I want to change. Don't do it. Why? Because you get overwhelmed. You get discouraged. And guess what? You give up and you don't change anything. So you got to be specific. Ask God as you're here this morning. God, what is the one thing that you want me to start working on? What's the one thing that I really need to overcome first in my life? Ask God. Don't come with all your lists and be overwhelmed. Focus on one thing. There's a great book out there called The One Thing. Sometimes we try to be a jack of all trades, but we master none. What's the one thing, what's the biggest thing that's holding you back in your life? Is it your temper? Is it about discipline? Is it associations? What is the thing? Is it a wrong thought? Start focusing. Be strategic and be focused on focusing on that. Is it my anger? Is it my anxiety? Is it my work being a workaholic? Controlling people? Dishonesty? What is it? I'm going to focus on that. Amen? Amen? So focus on one thing. Number two, focus on victory one day at a time. Come on. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Now, we don't eat elephants, but you get the picture. How do you, you can't swallow it once. It seems so big. seems so overwhelming. What do you do? One day at a time. I'm going to start Focusing one day at the time. Doesn't the Bible say that God gives us our daily bread? Give us our daily bread. He doesn't give us our monthly bread. Doesn't give us our yearly bread. Sometimes I wish he would. God, just give us the whole budget for the whole year. That'd be a lot, lot less stressful. Amen. But then we don't need our faith. Are you here? What? Take it a day at a time. Don't worry about next month's bills. Focus today. How do you become successful? You do the right habits every single day. Come on. How do you become successful? You eat right, healthy. Eat right every day. Schedule your cheat day in if you, you know, that's your philosophy. But every day you do what you know how to do today. And guess what? If you do it tomorrow and you do it the next day and you do it the next day and the next day and the next day, after seven days you had a week of success. And guess what? Now you start the second week, and you don't think about the week. You think about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and you have a second week of success, a third week of success, a fourth week of success. Now you've been successful for a month. And then you start out the next day. And then that's how we overcome. That's how we change. That's how we renew our mind. Why? Because God gives us enough strength for one day. There's a fresh anointing every day. Every day manna fell down from heaven for that day. Every day, they had, the children of Israel had their activities for that day. The next day, sometimes the cloud moves, sometimes things happen, and, and they focus on what they needed to do that day. Didn't Jesus say, don't worry about provision. Don't worry about things like the world does. 
if God takes care of the birds, he's going to give us bread for today. He's going to take care of us. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Someone said this, life by the yard is hard, but life by the inch is a cinch. Don't take such a long period. Just take it bite size. How, how do you walk? One step at a time. How do you run a race? Don't just look at the finish line. Run. Do your, pace yourself. And you'll get there. Build the capacity. You'll get there. Regardless of how I feel, I'm going to do this. Regardless of how angry I am, I'm going to today walk in love. Well, I got a boss that just irritates me. Well, today I'm going to choose to walk in peace. I'm going to choose to walk in love. I'm gonna, I got a teacher that I can't stand. Come on, I'm going to do like they used to in the movies and bring her an apple. And walk in love. And do what I don't feel like doing because I'm changing my mindset. That everyone's not against me. But God is for me. Who can stand against me? Come on. That I'm the head and not the tail. That I'm first and not last. That I'm, going un- I'm not going under. I'm going over in Jesus' name. Come on. If you believe that, give the Lord a big hand this morning. Amen. Don't think that you're doomed for failure. Don't have a wrong mindset. Take it a day at a time. And what is a day made up of? Hours. Okay, for the first three hours, I'm going to try to be nice. For the th- first three hours, I'm going to be conscious of smiling. Come on. Sometimes we don't know. We look at We wonder why everybody's like, oh, everyone doesn't seem they like me. Because you're frowning. You look angry. They're scared of you. I mean, there's some people that look fierce. Come on. You look so, well, it's like, oh, they're, well, they're really nice people. Uh-uh. They look like they want to bite my head off. Just smile. Change. See the reaction when you smile. Put a smile on your face and look at somebody. Come on, smile. What happens when you smile? They smile back. Be an initiator. Don't be a a, a thermometer, thermometer. Be a thermostat. Change the environment by being kind, by being joyful, by, by the way you treat people. Do unto others the way you want them to do unto you. Change the mindset. Everyone's not against you. God is for you. Change your behavior because our thinking determines our behavior and that determines what we experience. And that experiences reinforce wrong thinking, which reinforce wrong behavior. And then we have wrong expectations and we have wrong experiences. And it's a vicious cycle that we can't break out. Change the way we think. Begin to change the way we act. And we'll begin to see our world changing in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just worry about today. Just take it a step at a time. We want instant any, everything, instant mashed potatoes. We want instant coffee, instant mi- popcorn. You know, I had a microwave. I told this, you know, last year, microwave. My microwave's too slow. I need a more powerful one. Two minutes, it's too long. Pastor Troy's got a newer house. In his house, it's a minute and 15 seconds. Mine takes two minutes and a half. I want a new microwave. Can you, we get so conditioned, I want it now. I, I want to be successful. I'm changing jobs. I don't see a future there. Well, you've only been there a month. You're still on probation. Like, you're not going to change the world after a month. Are you here? You got to be faithful in the little. You got to change our thinking or our actions will not change. Amen. Number three, and thirdly, we need to focus on God's power, not my power. 
Thank God, Pastor preached a great message on grace, and I love it. The grace of God that's sufficient for us. But to that grace, there's a responsibility to walk it out. Amen? But what enables us, it's not our power, it's his power. It's not by might or our power, it's by the spirit of God in our life. Romans 7 verse 22 says, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law of my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my member. There's this struggle going on. You know, I've said this before, but it's, it's kind of like the cartoon. You see the cartoon, you have the little demon on your shoulder. Then you got the little angel, and it's like these two voices that are going on. That's the war that goes on in our life. One says, give them a five-fold ministry and hit them, because they deserve it. And the other angels say, no, walk in love. Turn the other cheek, be kind. You don't know what's going on in their life. But in our flesh, we feel like hitting them. Come on. Oh, I got real quiet here this morning, can we? Amen or oh me, amen? Because the thinking that is there. Sometimes the, our flesh, because that sin nature that we came out of, it likes to identify with the negative rather than the positive. People are generally negative by nature. If I ask you this morning, I got two news for you. Some good news or some bad news. Which do you want first? 90% of you will say, give me the bad news first. Let's get out of the way. Are you here? Because by nature, most of us are pretty negative. Get the bad out of the way, and then let's look at the good. Because if we get the good, we're going to discount it because we know the bad's coming, and we have no idea what it is. Are you here? Amen? Focus on God's power. And in verse 22, I like the musicians to come. It says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. We've got to set our affection. Set our mind on the things above. Set our mind on Christ. It's a decision that we have to make because it's so easy to be negative. Come on, just watch the news. My wife, we were the other day, she was looking and she was looking at some news thing. And, you know, this kid was found in a bag and, you know, some murder, murder this person. I'm like, oh my gosh, please, let's, not that I want to be insulated, but I don't want to watch that and hear that stuff before dinner. It's depressing. And we live in a negative world. We live, I mean, it's terrible out there, but we got to also look at the good, and unfortunately, we don't see a lot of coverage of good in positive stories. It doesn't get out there. Why? Because bad news sells. Good news doesn't. But let's change it. Let's be the people of the good news. Come on. Let's be people of good news. That's the problem with the church. Sometimes we're so negative. When people look at us, they just think that we, we're, 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 we're grouchy old people that drink pickle juice all the time. And we're just critical of everything. Don't be critical. Jesus wasn't critical. He didn't walk around and, oh my gosh, you're unclean. Get away with me. Oh, you, you're a prostitute. Don't you know that's wrong? You're going to hell. He knew what sin was, but he saw the person. He didn't look at the behavior. He looked at the potential of the person in the heart. That God made this woman a daughter of the king. She's created in the image of God. And God's created her for greatness. And he looked past the negative things and was able to see. And that's not that he discounted what was right and wrong and what was sin. But he looked to the heart of the person and he spoke life. Some people just need life. You look at it, they just had a hard road. They've been in negativity. They just need life. And when we speak life, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What happens? Power is released. When you bless someone, when you 
tell someone and you speak against their fears and you speak faith. Come on, come on. You've been through families that you had six generations of divorce, but come on, it's changing with you. And come on, you're going to have a great marriage and you're going to be a great mom and you're going to have great grandchildren and great, great, great grandchildren. And there's a whole new legacy that's changed. Changes starting with you. And give hope. Doesn't matter where you come from, you come in. You know, no, none of your family has been through college. But come on, you're going to be the first. You're going to be a success. You're not going to get caught in the patterns. And it's not being critical what happened. But come on, it's a new day. Because we're breaking the patterns. We're breaking. It doesn't matter where our chromosomes came from. We got a new blood transfusion. The blood of Christ has come in and we've got, got new chromosomes. Come on. It doesn't matter the, the, the circumstances we've been in. It doesn't matter what, 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 what the enemy's saying. Come on, we're going to hear the report of the Lord. Romans 1 verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. That doesn't just speak of salvation of our soul. It speaks of salvation in our finances. It speaks of salvation in our career. It speaks of salvation in our relationship. Every area, the gospel is the power of God working in our lives to bring forth change. Well, I don't know, Pastor. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Trust God. How do you trust God? A day at a time. Well, I want to go to college. I got no money. Well, believe God. You'll have the money. When's the tuition due? Six months from now. Well, start believing. Start praying. I'm going to believe God. Well, we need a building, but we don't have money. It costs nothing to believe. So we start believing. Start shopping. What is it that you're wanting to see in your life? Start renewing your thinking. Start seeing yourself driving that car. Start seeing yourself living in that house. Start, I, saw, we, I see myself worshiping God in a, in a hall that has purple and blue lights and gray chairs. Come on. People say, let's buy black chairs. Uh-uh, they're gray. I've seen them. Where are they at? We can't find them. They're out there somewhere because I've seen them in here. And we got them discount because they discontinued them. So praise God. And we got the thick cushion so you're comfortable this morning. Come on. Come on, don't get too comfortable. Come on, we got to get out of the pew. But, but God, because you've seen it. I knew this was the building because I see it. When I came, I, I saw like a round hall. You notice our hall, most halls the size of rectangle or square. But ours is round. I stood on stage and this is, this is it. Because that's what God does. He, he brings us out of our thinking, out of our limitations. If we believe it, if we can see it, we can have it. What's your marriage going to look like this year? What's your career going to look like? What's your ministry going to look like? What's our church going to look like this year? Come on, don't just let it be past Susan and me and a few people, leadership team, dreaming. What are you dreaming? Come on. I dream that, you know, people aren't, can't, they're not going to show up late because there's a line outside. So we got to get here early. If not, we're not getting a seat. We're in the overflow. So we're coming because we're hungry. We want to get close to God. I want to get close to the presence of God. I want to be close so I can come in the front and dance a little bit. Not just do the charismatic foot hop. Not just hop. But come on. I, I'm, I, what I'm saying, I'm thinking youth. I'm thinking schools. I'm thinking, you begin to see it. But we got to change that thing. How can we have that willpower? How can we dream for the kingdom if we're not even having our own needs met? We're still dealing with our own issues. We're so inward looking because we're struggling. We're struggling financially. We're struggling with hope. We're struggling with addiction. We're struggling with habitual sin. How can we help others if we can't 
help. The blind can't lead the blind. The lame can't help the lame. But come on, God didn't call us to leave us that way. It doesn't matter where we're at this morning. I'm here to encourage you. Come on. Your life will change as you change your thinking, as you renew your mind, as you come this morning. Say, I'm not going to allow the limitations. I'm not going to listen to the voice of the devil. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to take it a day at a time. I'm going to take it a moment at a time. I'm going to look to God to help me. I'm going to renew my mind. Start speaking. What do you want to change? What is that one area of your life? Get five scriptures that reinforce what God's speaking to you. Maybe it's an area of your finances, an area of giving. Maybe it's an area of fear. Great scripture. God's not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. I declare I have a sound mind. I will not be afraid of spiders. What's another good scripture? And I will, I will trample on scorpions and snakes. Come on. If I can trample on a scorpion and snake, what is a spider to me? Greater is he who's in me than that little spider. Come on. You wake up in the morning for the first 20 minutes of your day, you, you, you're not going to be running for the spider. You're like, where's that spider? I want to. Because I'm in faith. Are you here? What, what is the thing that God's wanting to change in your life? Stop. Well, I, I, I'm insecure, so I always try to lie to people and tell them things that aren't true. Stop it. Start telling the truth. Come on, I'm not saying you have to tell everybody your, you know, dirty laundry. But be truthful. When, when that thought comes to try to exaggerate, you know, be an evangelistic Christian. You kind of stretch the truth. You know, we actually had 150, but we say oh, it was 300. You know, rather than 20 people got saved, well, it was 40. Come on, 20 people getting saved is still phenomenal. You don't need to say 40. Don't exaggerate. Don't try to live above me. Start walking in truth. When that thought comes today, for the next three hours, I'm going to listen to everything I say, and I'm going to make sure I speak truth. So when the thought comes to be, stop that. Nope, it was 20 people. You know, what did you do this weekend? I sat in bed all weekend. Didn't do the laundry either. It's terrible. But this week I'm changing. Just be, be truthful. How's your spiritual life? Terrible. I've been lazy. I need to work on that. Come on. Let the light of God come in. Are you here? Walk in truth. God, help me. I'm going to be a joyful brother. When you come home, instead of calling for your wife for three hours, next three hours, I'm going to be gracious. Hi, baby. How are you, baby? How's your day? Thank you for cooking dinner. Thank you for putting up with these crazy kids. Thank you for being an Uber mom driving all over the place. Come on. You know, be, be gracious. You look tired. Why don't you go put your feet up for a while? Let me finish. See the different reaction. Be kind. Well, I don't really feel like it. That's not what I feel like. Well, I want to be Christ, don't I? So what do I do? I start doing it. I want to get healthy. Wake up. Come on. Before you go to bed tonight, clean out all the junk food. Come on. Garbage is coming tomorrow. Put it in the garbage. Wake up in the morning, plan your meals. I'm going to plan breakfast. I'm going to plan lunch. I'm going to plan dinner for the first day and be healthy. I'm going to walk for 30 minutes. I'm going to go to the gym for an hour. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the Focus on Monday. Got through Monday. That wasn't so bad. Okay, Tuesday, what am I going to do? And, and plan Wednesday, what am I going to do? Get through a week. 
Get through two weeks. Come on. After three weeks, people, hey, you're looking really skinny. You get some encouragement. Hey, yeah, I am. I've been disciplined. You know what happens? It starts becoming a habit. It starts becoming a habit. And our lifetime begins to change. Are you here? How many of areas you want to change in your life? It's not so difficult. It's not just praying to pray. It starts with that. Because we need God to partner with us. But just take it a day at a time. Just begin to change your thing. Replace the negative thinking and the strongholds with God's word in your life. Start confessing. Why do you confess? The Bible says, as we speak to ourselves, as we remind ourselves, it says that our will cause our way to be prosperous. God told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Hide the word in your heart. Begin to mutter it. Begin to speak it out. Why do you need to speak it out? Because there's so many voices. Talk out loud. Confess out loud. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of the king. I'm a daughter of the king. I'm, God has called me to be prosperous. I have favor with God and I have favor with men. Promotion is coming my way. I don't care if I'm in the mail room right now, but God's going to promote me. I can be in the, in, the, in the prison right now, but I'm heading for the palace like Joseph. Because I have a future and hope far above what I can even think. And I can think a lot. I can dream a lot. Far above what I can think or dream. God has prepared great things for me. Start speaking that. Listen, because you're hearing everything else. Oh, don't try. Oh, don't be disappointed. Oh, don't, don't, don't try to have hope so you're not disappointed. And we live in mediocre, limited living. That's not the gospel. Come on. He became poor so that we could be rich. He took the curse for us so that we could break the curse and not be limited to our chromosomes. Are you here? But it's got to change. We've got to change our thinking. Some of us, we pray. Some of us are spiritual. We built up our spiritual man, but our thinking is weak. We're weak in our mind. The devil comes and goes, boo! And we, ah! You can't just develop your spirit. You've got to develop. The Bible says we prosper as our soul prospers. Your mind has to prosper. Watch what you look at. Watch what you listen to. Watch what you put into your, 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 your mind, your thinking, because it will determine. And the world right now, you see, they're subliminally trying to drop all these little hints and things to try to reprogram, to desensitize us to what's right and wrong. Yeah. There's no right and wrong. If somebody wants to do something, you say it's wrong, then you're not being accepting. <laughs> it's not right or wrong. There is a right. There is a wrong. And not that we're... Con- but come on, I know what's right. I know what God's plan is. I'm not here to condemn you. You want to do what you want to do, that's up to you. But as for me and my house, we're serving the Lord and we're going to do what's right before God. Come on. And I do that in love. But I, come on, I want the blood on my doorpost because when the angel of death comes through, I want my house protected. Are you here? We need to live that way. No, it's right. Don't, don't allow your reprogramming of your mind we live according to the world we live according to Wilson we're bound by fear we're bound by by toil come on we want to live according to God's way and it starts with our thinking and all the people said come on let's stand on our feet right now come on give the Lord a big hand amen amen hallelujah hallelujah why don't we just join hands right now with our neighbor come on I want you to just begin to pray in the spirit come on begin to pray right now God we just pray God as we Unite our hearts, God, for change, God. God, we want to see change in our life. We want to see the breakthroughs coming in our life, God. 
We want to see, God, your kingdom come, your will being done in our life, God. God, we want to see transformation through the renewing of our mind, to see metamorphosis happening in our mind, God. Father, we commit, God, God, from this day forward, God, throughout this week, God, to begin to think the right thoughts, to begin to set our affections on the things above, to begin to set our mind on the right things, God, to begin to confess your word, to begin to pull down every thought that would acknowledge itself against the knowledge of God. God, we declare that we are able. We declare that, God, nothing is impossible for us. We declare that we have victory in you, God, that you're the God and who our help does come from. We thank you for your power coming in our lives, God. We're not going to be overwhelmed, but we'll take it a day at a time, a moment at a time, God, and we're going to see change. We're going to see transformation coming in our lives. Come on, begin to pray right now. The next one minute, begin to pray for the person on your left or right. In the name of Jesus, we speak strength. We speak hope. We speak faith coming in, God. We break every condemnation, God. We declare, God, that the past is behind us. Today is a new day of breakthrough. It's a new day of victory. It's a day of moving forward, God. It's a day of change. It's a day of transformation, God. We thank you, God, for every assignment of the enemy broken over your people, God. Every bondage is broken. Every control is broken because of the blood of Jesus, because of the name of Jesus, that we'll be free to be, we'll be free to think, we'll be free to do, God, what you have called us to do in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, God, for life, for faith, for hope coming along, God, that you bring us into increase, you bring us into victory. Take us higher, God. Take us higher, God. Take us higher, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you, say, Pastor, I want to I wanna make a change. God is speaking to me about an area of my life that I want to change. If that's you, just lift up your hands right now. Lift up your hands right now. Yeah, hands going up everywhere. Every one of us. I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Father. 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 Father I thank you. You are my God. And who my help comes from. God, this week, help me. Give me my daily bread. That this week, Holy Spirit, I'll think the right thoughts. I'll have the right behavior. When a wrong thought comes, convict me, Holy Spirit. When I'm about to do a wrong action, speak to me, Holy Spirit, that this week I will be led by the Spirit. I will have victory. I will move towards breakthrough. In Jesus' name. You believe that? Give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you. Come on, let's worship him. Power in the name of Jesus. 